Hello, Parkland. Welcome to episode four of the Superintendent Parkland Pride podcast. I am Dr. Mark Madsen, Superintendent of Schools for the Parkland School District. In this episode, we're here to get an opportunity to talk with two of our middle school students and both of our middle school principals um, and get a, get a little bit of a glimpse in, at what life is like this year at our middle schools. So I very much appreciate um, all four of you being here this morning to share some thoughts and ideas. And we've had um, three other podcasts so far that have gone extremely well. And we were joking before this to let Mr. Gombos and Dr. Sant, both of them know that none of our staff members who have been on our podcast so far have had any errors or anything that we had to redo. So I did let them know that there was a little bit of pressure on them as we, we start this. But I do appreciate everyone being here, especially our, our students. So hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun and get a glimpse into what middle school life is like this year. And I'm going to have um, each of our panelists just introduce themselves um, and let the audience know a little bit about, about yourself. I'll start here with on my, my left, which would be Mr. Gompos. Todd Gombos, I've been the Orfield Middle School principal since November of 2009. Uh, I'm very proud of being a community member first and being an administrator in a district second and trying to offer our students and community the best educational program we can to get students to be as successful as they can. Hello, I'm Jude Sant. I'm the principal of Springhouse Middle School. This is actually my first year as principal of Springhouse Middle School, but I've been in the Parkland School District for 15 years. I started off at... Orfield Middle School with uh, Dr. Troutman as my principal, who's now the assistant superintendent. I was a music teacher there for seven years, and then I became an assistant principal at Springhouse. I was an assistant principal at Parkland High School, then back to an assistant principal at Springhouse, and, and now the principal. And I am very thankful to have the opportunity to be in, have had been in all of the secondary buildings and be able to work with so many wonderful people to educate our students in Parkland and prepare them to be lifelong learners as well as successful adults in our society. Um, hi, I'm Kayla Nembo. I've been at Parkland since first grade. I went to Fogelsville for first and second grade, and then I went to Jandal from third to fifth. Um, I've been at Springhouse in sixth grade, and I'm currently an eighth grader. Um, yeah, I play volleyball. I'm Cecilia Kleckner. I go to Orfield Middle School, and I've been with Parkland since fifth grade. And I play field hockey and lacrosse for Parkland. Okay, great. Again, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us uh, today. So I'm going to start with Dr. Or, uh, Mr. Gombos and... Um, as, as one of our veteran principals here within, within our school district, um, what, do you, what have been or what are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced uh, this year or even last year as we're, we're in the middle of this pandemic uh, as an administrator? Uh, probably the biggest challenge last year was trying to get teachers to understand that live streaming would have been the best and most effective way to teach. Fortunately, at Orfield Middle School, we did that in a fairly quick time period, probably in about a month into school. Teachers had never done it before, but I'm extremely proud of the fact that how quickly they adapted to it and how much more effective it was to kind of give most of our students a learning experience on a daily basis and on a period-by-period basis to make it somewhat similar to the traditional format in which we educate students. So, Mr. Gombos, as a quick follow-up to your um, statement about virtual um, and live instruction, so we're halfway through, about halfway through this year, 
and and we were very, been very fortunate. We've had live in person instruction um, at all of our buildings, getting to see the kids every day. What what do you see, or what have you seen as as some challenges that we faced this year, um, in, in in that environment? Probably the greatest challenge is there's some gaps in learning that have occurred over the past couple of years due to the format in which we had to educate students. Uh, I think teachers have done a phenomenal job in trying to get students back to where they need to be and it's going to be a bit of a slow process but I'm hoping by the end of the year that we kind of have that semblance of normalcy in our lives and, and especially in our educational system. Okay great so Dr. Sant so we have you know two opposite ends here in some way we have a, a very um, seasoned veteran principal in, in, in Mr. Gombos right here and this is your 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 first year at at Springhouse as as the principal. So, what have you seen as as some of your biggest challenges as as we started the school year? Well, I think uh, Dr. Masman, I think that one of the biggest challenges is reacclimating our students into the, the the traditional normal way of schooling in person. You know, it's been hard. Um, students have been out of school for in some cases over a year and a half, the, tr the traditional school model and just getting students back into the building, you know, getting used to the procedures and even the full school day of the full six hours a day has been, you know, a bit of a challenge, but our, I think our students have really done a great job in uh, being able and relearning almost how to work together, how to, you know, make sure that they're uh, doing well in their classes and, and their studies and and then putting the effort in to just get better every day. But I, I think that has really been the biggest challenge, just getting the students back in the building and getting them used to going to school every day in person and, and, and learning and, and getting better. Great, great. All right, let's 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 move to the, the students. Not that our, our principals aren't important, because they're really important people, but uh, in terms of this podcast, really, you're the special guest to try to give people a better understanding of what is it really like to be a student right now, specifically in middle schools during the time that we're in? Is even in we're in this podcast right now, in a normal situation, we'd be able to see each other's facial expressions right now. We can't because we're all masks. We have masks on. Uh, so we know that that's certainly an issue. But um, as eighth graders, uh, it's really been several years. And the last time that you really had a norm, full normal school year, you would have been in, in fifth grade. Uh, which is really hard to comprehend. Uh, what have you seen in terms of um, this year, and, and how is this year compared to, to last year? And maybe what are some of the things that you've really enjoyed uh, with being back in the face-to-face -face environment for five days a week? And, and maybe, Kayla, we'll, we'll start with you. Okay, so um, last year in seventh grade, I was hybrid, and now I'm going five days a week. So I guess it's different in a way that I don't have to show up to online classes anymore and I get like an in-person face-to-face experience with my teachers, which I really appreciate because it was a little bit harder learning last year and taking tests due to not seeing like my teachers every day. Okay, that, that, that's good. So is there something, is there, a, you must, do you miss anything about last year? Besides maybe could you sleep in a little bit more last year? Yeah, like yeah. I didn't have to show up to meetings until like 10 o'clock. But I don't really miss much from last year. It was a hard year in general. Like just academics and even sports. Like now um, since we go to school five days a week, it's easier to go to after school um, sports practices. But last year when you're hybrid and you're staying at home two days, you have to like get your parents to send you and it can be difficult with like conflicting schedules. Okay, great. Thank you. Cece, how about you? 
I was going to say something about, like, sports as well. Like, last year we had to, like, we didn't have sports every day. And it was, like, harder for, like, the team to, like, become, like, and grow together. Mm. And, like, like see how it is to work together. And um, we didn't have many games, like, opportunities to go. But this year we had, like, games and practices every day. Okay, great. How about in terms of uh, academics for, for you? Kayla spoke a little bit about how th- this has been much better for her in terms of being able to, to see her teachers every day and the testing and, and, and the learning environment is more conducive to what, what she would, would think is in, and she experiences and, and is more beneficial. Do you feel the same? Yeah, like last year it was hard for like the, um, the Google Meets because for like certain Wi-Fis it didn't work. But um, this year it's just easier because, like, we're in person. Okay. Now, do you miss being able to sleep in a little bit more too? Yeah. A little bit? All right. Okay. Makes sense. Um, go ahead. If, if I could dovetail off of what CeCe said there, I just like you grow and, and kind of come together as a team in sports, you do the same in a classroom, whether it's an elementary classroom where you have one teacher all year or it's a middle school or high school classroom where you have several teachers over the day that learning experience is much more fruitful and much more meaningful as you learn and grow with the class and with the teachers. So having that back this year, I think, is a huge boost for everybody. Agreed. Do you feel that, um, and this is for, for either of you, that this does feel like a more normal school year? Yeah, I think that it's, like, more normal. There's still, like, some things that, like, with masks, it's harder. Um, like, for lunch and stuff, you still can't sit with, like, as many friends but last year you could only sit like two to a table and this year you get like four so we are growing but still a little hard yeah yeah I think like every now and again you think the school year is going back to normal but then you get reminders that things are different than how they used to be like we all have to wear masks we have to be careful like touching each other because like COVID cases have been rising recently so yeah, like sitting with friends at a table, you now get to sit with more people than you did last year, so that's good, but you still, it's not the same extent as it was like in the beginning of sixth grade before COVID. Right, right. And I think that's what we all see, that uh, we certainly are not where we would like to be, but when people ask me and they talk about some of the challenges, and we certainly have a lot of challenges that are still here, but I do try to remind people we are, even though right now as we speak today, the COVID cases are rising, in terms of our learning environment in our schools, we're much better off now than we were last year. And so there are some positives as we move forward, and hopefully we'll be able to, to continue to make some of those changes so that it does feel even a little bit more normal for all of our students and, and everyone will be able to benefit. So I'm going to pivot quick to, to Dr. Sant. Um, in, in, in your experience and in, in your time, what, what, are the mo- what are you most proud of right now as, as Springhouse principal? Well, I think that, you know, what, I, what I'm most proud of, Dr. Matson, is, is just the fact that the students, you know, in, in light of all of the, the challenges that we've had over the last year and a half, have really come together and, and, and wor- learned how to work together and have been working together to make our school day run and our school run as efficiently as possible. Um, yeah, Kayla's absolutely right. It, it hasn't been easy. And Cece as well is, is correct in that, you know, we have there's been a lot of challenges and, you know, going from only being able to sit with one friend to now, you know, only getting four and not the full allotment and maybe having to go different routes to, 
to their classes because of hallways and, and staggered dismissals and things like that. Like that's been difficult, you know, because you want to go to school and see your friends. You want to be there to, uh, you know, have that social aspect as well as the educational aspect. And I think I'm just most proud of the fact that the students have shown their resiliency and been able to work through that to, you know, help our school learn and grow and, uh, and, and just improve every day. And, you know, hopefully as we progress through the next coming weeks and months, you know, we can continue to provide more opportunities for those students and uh, provide more, um, more things that we used to do um, before COVID and uh, just give them that full educational experience moving forward. It's great. And I would agree. I mean, I, as a superintendent, I get to get in one of the lucky things is I can go to all the different buildings. So I get to go to every building and get in all, classrooms of all different kinds and shapes uh, in different age levels. And, and I love the word resiliency because you can see it every day in the classrooms and what the kids are, are doing and what the teachers and the different activities that are happening to see that happening every single day. I would agree, Dr. Sant, that that's really great. Now, I know, Mr. Gombas, you had mentioned already about what, what you're most proud of, but do you can you think of anything else that, that right now you would say is, is something else that you would be very proud of as principal at Warfield? Uh, the thing I'm most proud of is how quickly the, the teachers rebounded and understood the need to develop solid relationships with students, the relationships that make them feel that they want to do better in a given class or a given setting because of that teacher and the relationship they have. And I think that's an invaluable thing to have. Uh, to kind of add to my repertoire of things to do in the morning, I've decided that for the past, say, month and a half, I've gone down and helped hand out breakfast in the morning because we have about 180, 190 students eat breakfast. It's a good way for me to see kids in an informal manner, and they like to joke around that I'm standing there helping push bagels or donuts out to them. Is, it, is that part of your, your health plan? Are you eating breakfast too and then exercise? Do you exercise first and then eat? How, how does that work for you? Well, I'm not a sleeper, so I exercise at 3.30 in the morning, and I'm not really a big breakfast eater, but I have something a little before I come to work. You hear that three thirty in the morning. He's up and, and exercising. So not I'll be I'll be the first to say that's not that's not me. All right. So back to, back to our to, back to our students. Um, what would you say either for yourself or for your classmates? What would be maybe your biggest challenge? So we, you talked a little bit about some of the things that you've been fortunate and, and have enjoyed for this year. What what is your biggest challenge either for yourself or for your friends that, that you know of? Uh -huh. like group activities they're like really fun but it's also hard because everybody has like a different like role for like certain things because we can't all be like together for like because of covid and then it's hard to like put the project together at the end Got it. Okay. i think like in terms of communicating it can be difficult sometimes with masks sometimes people don't understand what you're saying and it it can um, be challenging to work with other people. Even doing certain activities, like amongst ourselves, it's hard because of COVID and you have to make sure you're um, respecting the guidelines that have been set. Right, okay. All right, that, that makes sense. So it, what about in terms of, it, you have both principles here. So you have a great opportunity to be able to ask them a question or, or if you have a, a wish that, that you would like to see in your school? What, what, what would it be, um, or what would you want to ask them, whether it's a question or if you have, have a wish or desire that you would like to see happen? I can't guarantee that it can happen, but you now have the mic and the ability to ask them. 
I think like more eighth grade activities because like we haven't done much this year with COVID and everything, but we're supposed to go to Dorney and we're supposed to have a bunch of fun things at the end of the year. So like trying to make that happen. I think like for my school, we did like a good amount of like eighth grade activities, but I was wondering if we had like field day, like at the end of the year. We're hoping by then that COVID can kind of burn itself out a little bit and we'll be able to open those things up. And that's an outdoor activity anyway, so I'm sure it's something we'll be able to do this year and we need to get back to doing those things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree 100%, Kayla. I think that, you know, uh, we, we need to have activities because that's what, like I said, that's what makes our school our school because, yes, there is an academic portion, but also that social portion is really important. And, you know, we did have... We try, especially when it was a little nicer out, having our our, uh, our fall, fall socials at both schools outdoors, which was a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, now with the cold, that makes it difficult. But we definitely are looking at, at those more opportunities, you know, 100% Dorney Park and, and, of course, the field day being outside. And, you know, things like the uh, culmination day where we bring both schools together and uh, students have an opportunity to meet each other before you go up to the high school. Um you know, and, and our eighth grade celebrations, those are, those are definitely, you know, in the works. And, and uh, as long as, you know, like Mr. Gobbler said, COVID sort of burns itself out a little bit there, we'll, we'll definitely be able to give them to you and provide your eighth grade with uh, a meaningful experience before you leave our buildings and move on to the high school. And I, and I would say just so that you both know and anyone else that they, they would be more than willing to, to open up and to do some of those activities as soon as they can. And there are some district parameters that we have in place that maybe prevent them from doing that right now. But I do think that we're all trying to work hard together to figure out ways so that we can, we can make those activities happen and, and that you feel we use that word normal. But we have some fun and, and, and get back to some of the things that really make the, the, uh, the experience in our, in our schools what it should be. And we certainly hope to get to get closer to that. So I'm going to piggyback on one thing that Dr. Sant just said. So eighth grade, right around the corner, you're going to be in high school. What are your thoughts on that? Are you ready? I don't think I'm ready. In what sense are you not ready? I think for like all the Orfield and Springhouse kids to be in one building and there's four grades and well, we're going back to being the youngest people in the school, like in eighth grade we're the oldest but now we're going to be like the little freshmen and it's a big school i mean it, we, we got a lot of students right it's, yeah. a, it's a big school but i know that they do a really fantastic job with the transition planning and making sure that that the students do feel comfortable but but it is an adjustment absolutely i'm also like looking forward to like sports but it's also like kind of scary because like we were like not like the big dogs but like kind of like the leaders this year and now like next year we're going to be like like the underdogs. Yeah. yeah, definitely with sports because, like, um, Mr. Krause up at the high school is, like, the volleyball coach, and they went to, like, the state championships this year, so it's really exciting to, like, be on a team that has, like, the possibility of doing that again. It is, and, and it's, it will be also a challenge, right, because they have uh, a lot of success on the girls' volleyball team, have done an excellent excellent job, and, and will continue to do so. So you got to make sure that you're plugging away and keep working hard. It's so you're both very active in sports. Is any anything else that you're you're active in within within the school? Mm, I'm the manager for like the wrestling team, okay. and they're doing pretty good this year. Yeah, good, good. In the springtime, I want to be the manager for the boys' volleyball team as well. Okay, good. That's great. All right, so we're getting close to our time. So the last, there's not really a question. It's more of just a final thought. 
anything that you would like to add, um, anything about the, the school year, something you enjoy, a shout-out you have for someone, uh, a, a teacher you'd like to say something to, uh, or any final thoughts or words of wisdom for our audience. And, and we're going to start with Dr. Sahn. Well, I'd just like to give a big shout out to, you know, if I could shout out everybody here, the teachers and the students for just doing such a fantastic job to get back. You know, I know it's been a slower process than we'd all hoped, but, you know, every day, you know, we're, we're getting better. And, you know, the teachers uh, are for their flexibility, like Mr. Gombos had talked about earlier, just sort of going with going with the flow. I know we, we played our uh, annual eighth grade uh, basketball versus teacher basketball game, and we had to change it a little bit than from previous years at Springhouse. And we were able to do that because everybody was so willing to be flexible to make it work. And, uh, you know, the students as well, just for, for coming in and, and, and dealing with some of the parameters we have in there and uh, being able to just, you know, keep getting back. And, and come in and, and just try to get back to as, as close to normal as we can with the hope that we continue to do that every every day and every week and and we can slowly provide more opportunities for for learning and for, for fun as well so uh, just for me a big shout out to everybody um, who's involved for doing such a great job mr gombos uh, the past uh couple of years have been a little difficult for me on a personal basis and my father passed away uh, the week before thanksgiving um, I couldn't tell you how happy I was to come back to work at Orfield Middle School after that. Um, it's been an extension of my family, the relationships I have with all the staff, and it, it just made me feel good. It helps get my mind off of some of the sadder things that you have to deal with in life. But I really do value the culture and the climate we've built there, and it really was a relief for me to come back to work. And I was glad we had about a month's time before the Christmas holiday or the hol winter holiday break. And I feel real good about how we're moving forward despite some of the restrictions of COVID. So I think we're doing really well. Great. Um, I want to shout out like the eighth grade teachers, especially like the Avengers teachers. I think they make my school experience really like delightful. And I like coming to school every day, knowing that I have like periods with those teachers, the way they teach and like the way they, um, like they just include everyone. They make our school experience really fun. My, like, whole experience at Orfield Middle School, I've just, like, loved all my teachers, and, like, they've just been amazing. Like, they're my favorite teachers through, like, elementary and all. Great, great. Well, once again, Kayla and Cece, thank you very much for being with us today. Dr. Dr. Sant, Mr. Gombos, thank you very much for, for joining us. Um, I want everyone to think about subscribing to this podcast series with more to come. Next episode, we will sit down with our school board president and vice president for a look at the state of the school district. Also, as a reminder, please um, check out our website and specifically the Parkland Education Foundation. They help su uh, supply some of the support for this podcast and also supply so many uh, wonderful resources for our teachers and our students. So please think about um sponsoring and, and making a donation to the Education Foundation. So once again, I just want a special thanks to J.R. Renna uh, for the technical support, uh, Ms. N Nicole Magala for organization and logistical support, Dr. Watson and students Amon Benner and Natalie Schwartz for the outstanding music for the opening and closing of this podcast. Till next time, thank you.